1: Just a small steps, just a few small steps of unbelief and disobedience lead to a life actually of apostasy or rebellion. Small steps away from the faith can lead to a complete apostasy. That's the warning that I give you this morning from the word of the scripture, that if we are taking small steps away from obedience, away from faithfulness, away from commitment. We are setting ourselves up to falling away from the Lord, that apostasy.
0: In today's message, Pastor David teaches about the word apostasy, meaning rebellion. He warns us that even small steps of disobedience or unbelief can lead to a life of apostasy. We need to stay engaged with the teachings of God and faithful in our walk with Him. We should be growing and deepening in our spiritual knowledge and yearn to be closer to Him. Are you in danger of apostasy? Do you stray and let Satan get a foothold? Turn your back to the Lord and be devoutly in his word. Now here's Pastor David with today's message from the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Jesus' Triumphant Reentry.
1: Now, if you think this morning's message is going to be intense, you've probably got the right idea. As we've shared in this series, Paul is dealing with this whole misunderstanding that the church there had, uh, again, about that day of the Lord. Some had said that it had already come and that the, the trials and the persecutions that they were definitely going through, they were going through many trials, many persecutions from both the non-believing Jews as well as the pagan Romans. Here, the church was trying to stand and And some had said, well, that persecution, that trial, well, that's what the prophets had declared was going to happen in that great day. But Paul is saying, no, this is just trials and persecutions for being a believer. This is not that great day of the Lord. It's not the great tribulation where God's wrath is gonna be poured out upon all of mankind. Some of those false teachers, they had forged letters from Paul. We spoke about that again the other day. But then in Paul's second letter, he now begins focusing on getting them back to and back on the path of truth. Chapter two, 2 Thessalonians, beginning in verse one. He says, now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, that son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God and that is is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. There's a lot within just those short four verses. We're gonna look primarily at just one focus area this morning there in verse 3 where it says the day will not come unless the falling away comes first we're going to deal with that phrase the falling away and again to to determine with some assurance, what does that mean, that falling away? What's he speaking about? Well, first of all, let's look at, I believe, what it does not mean. It does not mean, I believe, I do not believe that he's referring to the rapture of the church. He spoke about that in First Thessalonians when he speaks of that snatching away. No, this is a falling away. Totally different word, totally different understanding, totally different terminology that the apostle uses here. Uh, I, I do believe, though, that it has everything to do with many of those that are within what we call the visible church or the church visible. The church visible, it's a phrase that's used a lot that you may or may not have ever heard yourself. The church visible is anyone who comes in the doors On any given day of worship, whether you worship on Saturday or whether you worship on Sunday, anyone who comes through the doors, the world drives by and sees a parking lot full. That is the visible church. Problem is, is many of those in the last days of the visible church, they're gonna lessen, again, the importance of their faith. They're gonna move away from their faith. They'll fall away from or forsake the truth of God's word and even the Lord himself. Because you see, there's a difference between the visible church and the true church. The true church are those that have really and truly a relationship, a growing intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Their love for God is more than convenience. Their love for God is more than just a cultural thing. Their love for God is literally and truly the very breath and life of their being. For those that don't have that, when the hard times come, when the push comes, I believe as Paul is going to be sharing with us, and as we look through the scriptures this morning, we find that there will be this falling away. That's the phrase that Paul uses here. It comes from the Greek word, apostasia. Apostasia, it's the word that we get the apostasy from. The Greek definition, very definite, very direct meaning of either rebellion or abandonment, uh, defection, a falling away from or a forsaking of. And as we look deeper into the world, into that word, we can find that it also has the meaning within the context of the scriptures of, again, choosing to remove oneself from the fellowship. Not only a fellowship of other believers, but fellowship with God to be drawn away by or through a seduction, in other words, something else looks more appealing than their relationship with the Lord or to be won away by someone, all the same word phrase, all the same kind of an understanding theologically or or biblically speaking, we find it it 's always directed as someone who has fallen away from The faith fallen away from the faith. Now apostasy isn't something that some suddenly someone who's been involved with the church, been involved with the Lord, uh, suddenly they wake up one day and suddenly, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. It's actually a step by step process. It begins in in many ways. Sometimes it's just a pulling away from the fellowship of other believers, forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, a pulling away from that, that iron sharpening iron, the, the love, uh, and, and again, the interaction of fellow believers. It moves to an abandonment of our belief. Well, I don't really believe the same way that I used to. My, my, my mind is changing. I, I see things going on in the world, and it's changing my mind. Is often followed closely by a lack of faithfulness to the Lord and commitment to the Lord. And so it leads to a decline of that full-on devotion to God. And in many cases, they never had a full-on devotion to God. And so that's a very small step at that point in time. Just a small steps, just a few small steps of unbelief and disobedience lead to a life actually of apostasy or rebellion. Small steps away from the faith can lead to a complete apostasy. That's the warning that I give you this morning from the word of the scripture, that if we are taking small steps away from obedience, away from faithfulness, away from commitment, we are setting ourselves up to falling away from the Lord, that apostasy. Makes perfect sense when you understand what Paul's lesson to Timothy was. First Timothy chapter four, verses one and two. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, "'Now the Spirit expressly says "'that in the latter days some will depart from the faith, "'giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons.'" speaking lies in hypocrisy and having their own conscience, conscience seared with a hot iron. We see a similar warning in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, where the writer of Hebrews says, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And he says, Beware, brethren. So are we saying that you can be saved and then fall out and lose your salvation? Let me refer you to the words of Jesus in in, in the Gospels where he, he shares that parable of the soils. We find it in Luke chapter eight. And again, many of you know that parable where the farmer goes out with the seed and he's scattering the seed and the seed is the word of God and it falls on a variety of different soils falls on the, the hard path and the birds quickly come and take it, it bears nothing. It falls on a, uh, an area where there's weeds and thorns and speaks about those weeds and thorns become the cares and the concerns of the world that literally choke out the life of someone who's heard the gospel, but they're more concerned about the cares and the concerns of the world. And then he speaks of the third one that falls on a shallow soil, a rocky soil. And on that, those that fall there, when they hear, Jesus says, they receive the word with joy, but it has no root. These are the ones who, Jesus says, believe for a while, and yet in a time of temptation fall away. Beloved, I believe wholeheartedly that there are some that hear the gospel message, perhaps even verbally receive it, mentally accept the truth of the message of salvation. But there's never a saving commitment to it. There's never a surrendered life to it. Oh, the message sounds great. Oh, I love the gospel message. Jesus died for my sins? Great. Hey, how many of you today want to go to heaven rather than hell? And all across the room, hands go up then just pray this prayer. And now you've got your fire escape ticket. But are you truly saved? Because nowhere in that message is the reality that if you come to Christ, you've got to be willing to die. If you come to Christ, you've got to surrender your life to his lordship in your life. That's the words of Jesus. He says, unless you are willing to take up your cross daily, and beloved, that is the mark of death. Unless you are willing to die daily, you're not worthy of my kingdom. Unless you're willing to lay it all down. Remember that young ruler came and said, oh, master, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, man, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Oh, hey, listen, I've done all this. I've taken care of all this. And Jesus said, well, there's one more thing that you lack. Go and sell everything that you have. It says that the man went away sorrowful, and then Jesus ran after him and said, no, I didn't really mean that. <laughs> as long as you just loved me. That's not what he said, is it? Because the man was not willing to surrender all, Jesus let him walk away, even with his love for that man. It's what I've referred to here recently as a faith of convenience rather than a true faith. It's those who are part of what is known as the church visible. They attend, they are part of the earthly church, they might be involved in ministries within the church, but they have never truly surrendered or committed their lives as a servant of the most high God. They've never come to that point of dying to self in order that Christ might live through them. For these The word tells us that when trials come, they will fall away because there's no depth of their commitment. There's no root in them. When disappointments come, they're going to lose their faith. For these, these, these convenient Christians, false teaching, false doctrine, oh, it tickles their ears, and they're easily following after that because they're not solidly grounded in the word of God, and so they are seduced away from the truth. They become apostate. They have fallen away. They fall away from the truth. They abandon the faith. They're seduced into the lies of the enemy, and they literally rebel against the truth of the word of God. Here in 2 Thessalonians, Paul tells the church that one of the signs of the last days is a major falling away as many who appear to be believers begin to fall away from the truth. They're seduced by deceiving spirits, doctrines of demons. We also see in in the midst of these pseudo believers also those who are immature in their faith Because, beloved, those that remain immature and for years and years sit under the teaching of the word and yet never mature in their faith, or perhaps they're even new believers, they've never been fully grounded in the faith, it's easy for them to be drawn away. For non-believers, they continue to play the game. For immature believers, they are tricked, they are deceived, and they are drawn away because they have no foundation. But even more than that, they've never made or have they really? and truly made a full-on commitment to the Lord that all that I have is yours, that this world holds nothing for me. I want to be found in you above all things. Even now within the church, and I don't care what the name on the shingle outside says. It could be First Church of the Holy Rollers. It could be uh, First or Second or Fifth Baptist Church. It could be Calvary Chapel. I don't care what the name on the outside is. Even in the church today, there are many apostasies, smaller ones that are going on as individuals or drawn away from full-on devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe it's because of life and and family and relationship issues, and man, they're they're, they're just growing weary because of the battle. Maybe it's because it's a failure to remain consistent in fellowship with other believers and in the teaching of the word. Maybe because within their heart they have this ongoing, uh, never dealt with, unforgiveness and there's this bitterness, that root of bitterness that's within their lives and it's pushing them away from that full-on devotion to the Lord. Maybe they, they lack that full devotion. They've never truly had it. Maybe because they continue to toy or play with sin and they believe that's okay. It's just a small thing. Lives that are filled with these things, these things of the world, rather than the Holy Spirit of God. Love it on and on. I could go with the things that cause the church, that cause her members to be anemic in our faith and ineffective for the work of the gospel within our culture. Even now, we see the evidence of the coming of a great apostasy. Christians who still have a, a secular worldview rather than a biblical worldview. Those who profess Christ and yet they Continually lack a, a, any kind of a foundation. They, they have no idea of major doctrines of the Word of God because they never spend any time in it. And so they have no idea what the truth, uh, the, 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 the foundations of the faith are. Individuals who lack a, a personal discipline, they, they, they have no growing devotion for the things of God or for the kingdom of God. Those who buy into the lie, even today, that true love means the acceptance of every evil and wicked thing and that one man's truth is as good as another's. Beloved, it's in the church today. It's within the leadership of the church today. It's being taught in seminaries of the church today. And we're seeing less and less of an impact of the lives of the people, of the believers within our community. Apostasies will prevail as long as those within the church continue to be changed by the world rather than being the agents of change for the kingdom of God in the world that we live in. As long as we are being changed by the world Rather than being agents of change for the kingdom of God in the world that we live in, beloved, there's going to continue to be apostasies of falling away. On that Palm Sunday, so many years ago, man, the people were excited, they were pumped. They they were ready to go. They were driven by the moment. They were driven by the excitement of it all. And that's why their allegiances could change so easily because there was no depth of commitment, no personal sacrifice. Beloved, those that come only for the parade, only for the party, they only come for the fun, they're very seldom seen that when the times start getting difficult, that their commitment is really and truly there. Because if they don't have commitment, commitment to Christ is the only thing that holds us together. If I'm not truly committed to Christ, I'm gonna be pushed by everything that the world has to offer. I'm gonna be pushed away by the problems. I'm gonna be pushed away by my doubts. I'm gonna be pushed away by multiple of things. It's the very thing of marriage, amen? Let's face it, not every day is the honeymoon, right? Some of these guys are going, well, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is commitment. It is commitment, the depth of commitment and devotion. You're saying, Pastor, you're saying that I would lose my salvation. That's not what I'm saying here. A great falling away, a great falling away of that commitment. A lighthearted commitment is going to lead you to a falling away when troubles come when something more attractive comes your way. And as we see uh, this increasing growth in these, this smaller apostasy, It will lead up to that great apostasy and it's then, as Paul says, we're going to see this man of sin revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God and that is worship so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Beloved, he is the next logical step for those that have fallen away from the one true God. But we're gonna pick that up next time, that man of perdition. My question to you this morning, though, is with a warning of apostasy that, yes, even believers can fall out of devotion. Even believers can fall out of our commitment. A message isn't for you to doubt your salvation, but it's given for you to examine your salvation. Paul says that also. Man, examine yourselves to see whether or not you're in the faith do you have a convenient faith i love jesus yes i do i love jesus how about you (laughs) or do you have a faith that says i stand with my lord even if it means my life even if it means everything that i have even if it means i'll go through some trials I don't believe that we're going to go through the great trials. I don't think we're going through the great tribulation. I believe the Lord's coming before that. But you know what? For 2,000 years, the church has gone through trials and tribulations. For 2,000 years, people's lives have been put on the line. Families have been ripped apart. Children murdered. Wives abused. Men jailed. We could read in Hebrews chapter 11, again, of all those of the faithful, tribulation will come. Should the Lord tarry, I believe it's even coming to this nation. What I'm talking about is right now today, where is your faith? How are you going to be able to stand? If you can't stand when the foot soldiers are coming, how are you going to be able to stand when the horsemen come? That's what the prophet asks. Are you trying to live your Christian life in your own strength? Or have you willingly died in order that Christ might live through you, if Jesus' triumphant re-entry is as close as what I believe the Word of God tells us, how is it changing you? Open our hearts, change us from within by the open
0: word. Living a life that honors God sounds good in theory, but it's difficult in practice. The more we strive to please Jesus with our words and works, the more the enemy will try to pull us off our path or set up roadblocks of discouragement. What we need at these times is perseverance, and that's what we learn from the book of 2 Thessalonians. We hope that as Pastor David continues to study this New Testament letter, you find your faith renewed and your courage strengthened. If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more teachings from Pastor David, you can do so at our website, theopenword.com. Just click on Teachings. The Open Word is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Casa Grande. And here to bring you a personal invitation to join us is Pastor David.
1: Oh, absolutely. We here at Calvary Chapel, Casa Grande, we've got a seat waiting for you at our worship services. Come by on Saturday or Sunday or even Wednesday if you like. And we guarantee you'll meet some smiling faces and discover more about Jesus. We're nothing special as a church, just a diverse group of Jesus-loving people who delight in the challenge of the truth of God's Word. Come as you are, you'll fit right in. You'll be able to find out more about us when you visit our website, theopenword.com.
0: Thanks, Pastor David. That website again is theopenword.com. Just follow the link to our church's homepage. That's all we have time for today. But be sure to join us again for more insights into the book of 2 Thessalonians right here on The Open Word.